Hey everyone, welcome back to Elevator Pitch. My name's Cody. I'm Tim. And uh, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the elevator. Oh God. Whoop, whoop. So our last episode was, was was James Bond, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was after my haircut, right? <laughs> Prop. Uh, I don't know. That was like episode two that we recorded. Yeah, that's why I was like, I was wondering. I was like, should we just throw a random one out there that looks like I have long hair again? I think so. Not that my hair looks short right now. Anyway, welcome back to Elevator Pitch. This is a podcast where we pitch ideas for sequels for movies and video games and stuff like that. And today we're gonna do Pacific Rim Three. Yeah. The the, the rimmest of the Pacific Rim Three. I'm gonna stop there. Uh because it can't be electric boogaloo because no. three, not two. Right. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. I think there's a movie called something, something Electric Boogaloo. I, 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 I honestly, I don't know. I don't really think it's a thing. I mean, I know it's from. It's always sunny when they yeah. do Charlie McDennis to Electric Boogaloo, but I really think it's it's a movie too. It wouldn't surprise me. Mirror things a movie, right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, man, we're speaking, talking about Pacific Rim. Yeah. So speaking say, of movies, speaking of movies. Yeah, what happened in Pacific Rim and Pacific Rim Uprising, which is the sequel? Yes. So, uh, if you haven't, I do recommend watching these movies. They're actually not bad. They're so not the bad first movies. one was awesome. I have spoiler. I didn't see the second one, but I read up on it to do this pitch. Yeah. Um. So the first one, you have who's your main character? I have it written. Charlie Putnam. His name is uh, Sydney. Charlie Hunnam, and his name Raleigh. is Raleigh. Raleigh Beckett. Raleigh. Yes. Yeah, Raleigh Beckett. Uh, as well as Masai Oka. Um, and, oh my gosh. Everybody's favorite person, man. Idris Elba. Yes, thank you, Idris Elba. Uh, I can't remember who plays his brother that dies, uh, Raleigh's brother. Anyway, it's it's about giant robots fighting giant alien monsters. Heck yeah, it's they're called kaiju. That. Yeah, that's it's it's kaiju versus Jaegers. Uh and it's it's pretty great. It's pretty great. It's yeah. it's so if you ever simple. wanted to see a robot use a freightliner ship as a bat as this a bat. Is the movie for you. Uh, yeah. And just as like a samurai sword basically. Yeah. Is what I think they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um cuz it's the movie is like they don't like just outright say it, but it's very Japanese. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it, it's Japanese. Like, but I'm pretty sure it takes place in like San Diego or something like that. It's all over the place. It's all over the place. Like, I think, I think some of it's in Sydney and then. Yeah. Like, if it's in the Pacific ocean and it's a major city, they probably went there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's, it's about giant robots fighting giant aliens that are coming through a giant, portal portal in the in the ground in the ocean and essentially it takes two people to pilot one of these giant robots for reasons for reasons and they have to like neural link again for reasons yeah they Um, have to be compatible or something which is why not everyone can be like pilots together yeah yeah like you have to you have to be where they they called it drift compatible um essentially it's your brains have to be in in tune enough to where you can essentially I'm, read each other's minds and make yeah, the same sure, emotions. Pretty sure, like you essentially like have access to like the other person's mind. Yeah, yeah, you're literally like you become 
a hive mind a with a person. Yeah. Like you become yeah. one whole person with two people. It's it's really bizarre. Whatever, it works. Um and so the the overall arcing plot is that you have uh essentially you have these two doctors. Um one is Charlie Day, who plays uh they just call him Newt. His um, name's Newton. But it's Newton Geyser. Or mm-hmm. uh, sorry, Geisler. Uh, and then you have Burn Gorman, who plays Dr. Herman Gottlieb. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Yeah, these are not hard names at all to pronounce, by the way. I, pff, they might they might be. I don't know. I no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. All right. Um, anyway, so they're two, they're two <laughs> science doctors of different fields. Uh, Charlie Day's I'm pretty sure Charlie Day is a neurologist, right? I think, yeah. And he has this whole scheme of like, I'm going to drift with a kaiju brain and find out what they're planning because that's how this works. You know, you yep. drift with a person, you know their thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's like, don't do that. You're an idiot. And so he does it. Um, and he's an idiot. And he's an idiot. Uh, but he does get a glimpse to of the scene of like Charlie from It's Always Sunny with the yeah. cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> 100% that it's the same energy. Yeah. Same, same energy. energy. Um, there's some minor plot points like Ron Perlman's like a black market organ dealer for kaiju. Oh, let's grab about Ron Perlman. Yeah. Um, he gets eaten but doesn't die because he's in the post credit scene. Um, I forgot about that too. He like busts out the he busts out and he's like, kaiju. Is my God dang boot. And you're like, all right, cool. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be in the second one. He's not. Yeah. He's, he's not. Not, at all. not not even a little bit. Um, so they they have this convoluted plan of like, we're going to drop a nuke through the portal mm-hmm. and they close the portal and they, yeah, they close the portal and Idris Elba. And, uh, I forget the guy's name. Uh, one of the, one of the other younger pilots, like die. one of the other red shirts. Yeah. They die in the process. Yeah. Uh, trying to save the world. Left their plot do. armor at home. Uh, and it didn't work. They just blew up. And then our main characters, Raleigh and Mako, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mako. Um, sorry, uh, I said the wrong name. It's it's Rinko Kikuchi plays Mako Mori. I was Again, really, it's not hard to pronounce at all. Not man. at all. These Japanese names. Sorry. And I was looking at my list of, of casting and, I, and like for like my pitch and I read oh, off yeah. a name that wasn't in that movie um anyway uh there's like implied romantic tension between mako and raleigh and then like at the end they're like they have a moment and then the movie just kind of ends like they win and it's like all right cool they win and they're in love maybe and then you get the credits ron perlman pops out of the monster that ate him and he's like where's my boot and you're like, all yeah. right, cool. That's the first one. It's just, it's just the first one. And by the way, we were kind of underselling it. The first movie is legitimately awesome. It is really awesome. It like, it's hard to. It makes no sense. It's hard awesome. to. It's hard to sell a movie that's like, hey, do you want to watch a movie about giant robots fighting giant Godzilla-like creatures? I mean, yeah. All right, cool. That's Pacific Rim. Say no more. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, so, mind you, this whole movie. Not one time, not a single mention, not even a nod, 
do they say that Idris Elba has a son? Just that nope. just that he adopted Mako when he saved her as a child. That is the only reference to children. Yeah, you you that say this Mako all the time. He mentions his son zero times. Zero times. So cut to the sequel. It's all about his son. Yeah. And you're obviously. Like, ah. Cool. He had he had a he had a son. All right. Uh, okay. And so it's it's John Boyega. And he's this is like X amount of years after the war, after they closed up the portals and everything. And so there's like there's still like cities that are just like in ruin because if you watch the first movie and even the second movie, they just destroy cities with impunity. I actually so I I, I watched the first part of the movie before I was like, I don't have time to finish it. And like the fact that like it's 10 years later after the first movie. In yeah. fact, like not all the cities are rebuilt and everything's back to hunky dory normalness. I was like, I kind of like that. No, I like that too. I was like, oh, yeah. Because it no. would take decades yeah. upon decades to rebuild all these cities. Yeah. There's just giant skeletons laying yeah. across just destroyed cities. God, that city must have smelled bad. Oh, until it had the, to. The, yeah, dude. It had to. Anyway. Uh, so there's very few Jaegers in, like, working order. They Like, the Jaeger program got shut down because there was no need for them. Uh, essentially, they're used for, like, police force because people are making, like, their own Jaegers. Because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, man, we got tech to build giant robots. We're going to build giant robots. Which is what you do if you have tech to build giant robots. Um, so we have John Boyega who, like... Uh, lives in one of these decrepit cities, which isn't really run by any kind of governing body, really. Nah, it's just a decayed wasteland. It's just a decayed wasteland. So he's like wheeling and dealing and doing trades. Smuggler, yeah. He's yeah. he's basically a smuggler, and so he goes to steal like a core or something from a decommissioned Jaeger. It gets stolen by a little girl, um, who is played by Kaylee Spaney. Sure. Uh, who plays Amara? And essentially, they get caught. The two of them get it, get caught, mm-hmm. and then they go to the like police station, and they take Bajan Boyega to like his own little little room with a table, and then Mako appears in a in a like hologram, and you're like, oh hey, it's Mako, and then and then you get the exposition of, oh your your brother's sister. Oh, you're the son that nobody's ever heard. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. And at some point, we get, like, a family photo. Yeah. That they just decided that didn't need to happen in the first movie. That's fine. Of course. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, And so she's like, well, you either go to jail or you re-enlist. And so he re-enlists, and they bring the the young girl along because they're like, yeah, it's, you know, this is how it works. Yep. you're like, okay. So the movie movie can happen. Yeah. So John Boyega is like an instructor now and he doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to be there. So he butts head with the the other guy that's in charge. Hey, this guy used to be a crook and a smuggler. He's now your teacher. Yeah. And all the kids don't get along cause they're kids. Uh, yeah. and like it's, it's, it's a bunch of stupid things happening. And then you, we reintroduce the two doctors. Um, Herman still works for like the government's, plural because they kind of formed like a government unigovernment and then there's um charlie day's character who works for shao industries which is like a chinese drone company basically Mm -hmm. and they're they're gonna like 
get rid of the need for Jaegers and just have drones. We're just we're just gonna do drones. And so they're they have this big unveiling and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna show off the drones. And then this giant Jaeger comes out of the water and starts attacking everybody. And you're like, oh god, ooh. So Gypsy you mean Kaiju? No, no, Jaeger. Uh <laughs> A giant Jaeger comes out of the water. It's called, okay. it's like Obsidian something is the name they give it. Okay. Um, and so it comes out of the water and Gypsy Avenger, not Gypsy Danger, but Gypsy Avenger, who's piloted by John Boyega and his co-pilot, um, mm-hmm. who I think, yeah, it's Scott Eastwood is the mm-hmm. other guy. And his character is, is Nate. Um they fight this thing, it kicks their ass, and then um, it's like it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. More Jaegers show up and it runs off. And so we get like, like, oh, I don't know what that was. And they're like, oh, well, this is gonna, you know, the Chinese company's like, well, this is gonna fast track our, our drone program if things like yeah. this are happening. And so Nate and Jake, John Boyega's character, go out into like the Arctic because they, they tracked like a, an old decommissioned base that they think this thing might be at. So they go there, they find it, they defeat it. And when they rip, it's like head open to find out who the pilots are. It's like a Kaiju brain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was a Kaiju, but it wasn't a Kaiju. Gotcha. And they're like, what? And so they, they study it. It's a whole thing. And then you're like, oh, this is weird. And so more BS story happens. The Chinese company flies in three drones. And they're like, like we're getting ready to deploy these drones all around the world or whatever. And as the drones fly in, they start going nuts. And they essentially turn into Jaeger or Kaiju Jaegers. Okay. Like their little, the little like AI brains like hatch because they were like really eggs. Okay. And it, I think, I I can't remember if it's before and after this. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's right before this. They reveal that uh, Newt was behind it. Yeah, I read that part, yeah. Uh, He, like, because when he drifted with the, with the, the kaiju brain, like, they essentially, like, possessed his brain. Yeah. And so he went a little nuts and couldn't control it. And so through him, they made kaiju babies in these drones. You gonna sneeze? <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> Get out of him. Um, so anyway, now they're fighting kaiju Jaegers, and they kill everybody. They yeah. kill so many people. They destroy like all the Jaegers. And then the the lady Shao, who runs that company, is able to shut down the drones. Mm-hmm. But they were able to open one portal and three giant kaiju got out. So they were like, crap, we got to kill these things. So then the cavalry shows up being all of Shao's people. And they're like, all right, let's rebuild all the Jaegers. And so they rebuild the Jaegers and then they're like, all right, well, we don't have pilots because they all got murked. Yeah. And they're like, all right, well, it's fine. We got kids. (laughs) So they stick all the kids in these robots. We have teenagers with attitude. Yeah. Yeah. And most of them don't make it. Like, at all. Yeah. I think maybe three of them make it out of there. 
and I think there were seven going in. Like it was a problem. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of them died. A lot of them died fighting these kaiju. And then like Charlie Day releases like little spider bots and they like rip the kaiju apart and form one giant kaiju. And it's just because movie. Uh yeah. So the then they're like, all right, well, here was the whole plan the whole time for both these movies. It's going straight for Mount Fuji. And it's just gonna suicide into the lava because its blood is really explosive. Yeah, for also reasons. for plot reasons. Yeah, but like, you haven't even mentioned that like the, the reason why these kaiju are being sent is because like these precursor alien guys yeah. like want to kill humans. Essentially, they just want to they just want to take the planet over. Yeah, as is essentially what it is. He's sending these kaiju over to like kind of. And right. there's there's some half baked plot where they're like, yeah, they're trying to get the Mount Fuji so that they can jump in and explode, and then it'll cover the world in gas and kill everybody and yeah. terraform it for them. Yeah, and it's like, oh, okay, good. Didn't yeah. come up at all in the last. last nope. Okay, sure. I mean, you don't even know it's aliens until like the end of the movie. Yeah, I think, you really the don't. One. Yeah, there's like, oh, okay. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. It's aliens. Um. So that happens, and then in order to beat it, they strap a rocket to Gypsy Avenger, and it's... Nate got hurt, by the way. He gets hurt at some point, like... they, Nate. they uh Scott Eastwood, Jake's co-pilot, oh, okay. yeah, John yeah. Um He gets injured, and so the teenage girl that's left alive, Amara, from the beginning of the movie, jumps in the Jaeger, and then decides that she's going to co-pilot. And so... They do. They're just drift compatible, so they put a they strap a they well they weld a rocket to the to the Jaeger's hand and just take off into the stratosphere, mm-hmm. and then they just like Superman into the into the Jaeger to kill it. Okay. They they survive because there was a tiny Jaeger that saved them because Amara built a tiny Jaeger, and they yep. kept it around for reasons, and then. They turned it into a drone and it saved them. And then that's kind of it. It just it just kind of ends. And then they go up to Charlie Day because they find him. And, you know, the aliens speaking through him are like, you know, like, you're, you, this is the, the end. Like, we're coming for you. And they're like, nah, we're coming for you. And you get the, the fun music and you're like, oh, man. Woo, ah. Yeah. That was the end of a movie right there. Yeah. And that's Pacific Rim 2. It's just... More aliens, more, more bots, and some beeline story. More there. ass kick. Yeah. So. All right. Tim, give us the sequel to the movie you didn't see. <laughs> I read it, though, so I know enough yeah, about it. I know. It was a joke. Yeah. All right. So, Pacific Rim 3. We start off in the Pacific. Did you Who give it a thought? Name? I. It's Pacific Rim 3. Okay. All right. I couldn't think. I tried to think of something. Like, as I was doing my pitch, I was like, I really trying to think of, like, maybe you can help me name it at the end. Uh, I was trying to think of, like, a catchy, like, because, you know, Pacific Rim 2 just isn't Pacific Rim 2. It's Pacific Rim Uprising. Uprising, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I can't call it Pacific Rim 3, but I couldn't think of a title without giving away some stuff. Sure, sure. So maybe you can help me name it at the end okay um so we'll see anyway so we start off in the pacific because it's pacific rim and 
we're in some uncharted island uh, near Hawaii. They're just like, hey, uh, we noticed that there's like this weird island that we never noticed oh, near Hawaii. Sorry, I just I just remembered something. I just remembered something as to why they actually called it Pacific Rim because I feel like it's in the Pacific. It's in the Pacific, but like they never explain like why is this only happening in the in the Pacific in the first movie? Mm-hmm. Like, so East Coast USA is just good. Yeah, but it's be- they explain it in the second movie. That's why they go for Fuji because it'll ignite the Pacific Rim. Oh, well, that's, I mean, whatever. That's why. We're still anyway, in the Pacific. It's yes. Still the Pacific Rim. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, are you that, that, that's me? why they. Call I thought you were about to tell me something that killed my pitch here. I was like, it's called Pacific Rim. It's as far as I've gotten is that we're in the Pacific. <laughs> no, I was just, I just sorry. It was just my brain clicked. Okay. All right. <laughs> Pacific Rim three. We're in the Pacific. We're on some uncharted island off the coast of Hawaii. They're like, hey, like 3,000 miles off the... I mean, not 3,000, because that's a lot of miles. That's a lot of miles. 1,000 miles off the coast of Hawaii, there's this weird island that we didn't know was there and whatnot. So let's let's go investigate. So there is a team of researchers that are on this island, and they're exploring. And the research team is led by this woman named... Not not this woman, but (laughs) a woman named Megan, who is played by Jennifer Lawrence because I saw her in a trailer for a movie recently. I forgot she exists, so I put her in this movie. <laughs> it is really how I picked her right now. Um, so anyway, they're in the jungle just exploring, looking for, like, I don't know, whatever's there. You know, like, what, what, what's here? Wait, this is an uncharted item. There, there's not a lot of these that exist anymore in the world, you know, with modern technology and everything. We've pretty much seen all there is to see in the world. Um, so they're researching. And then, like, they have, like, a camp, like, a base camp, and they're all doing there, and she's doing science-y stuff because she's a scientist, and yeah. there's the jeeps that roll roll by. You know, you've seen any movie where they have a base camp <laughs> in the jungle. You've seen movies. You've seen movies where there's base camps in the jungles. It's like that. Yeah. Uh, and then they hear, like, a like a rumble, right? And Jennifer Lawrence is like, what is that? So then everybody is, like, rushing to get their gear on, and then their jeep, and they're splashing around, and they get to, like, this open clearing, right? And Jennifer Lawrence gets out, and she's looking around, and then you hear a rumble again. And then she's like, oh, my God. And then, boom, Pacific Room 3, opening crowd titles, right? And we cut away from that. We go, and it's John Boyega, right? We're picking right up with Jake. And Jake, he's now, like, the leader of, like, whatever the Pacific Rim Jaeger Meisters were called. I don't remember. It's like the PDCC, something like yeah. that. I can't remember what it stands for. Um, so he's like the leader now. Like he's like the admiral or the commander or whatever you want to call it. And Amara uh, have aged her up. So um, she's now played by Dakota Fanning. Um, okay. And I wanted to pick an older actress than the one that was there because she looked real young, right? Yeah, she, she looked like she's like eighteen. So I wanted to like age her up. Now I could have played like the same actress, but you know, in order to show that time has passed, you know how they usually pick a different sure. actress kind of thing or a different actor. But like, no, this is the older version of that. She evolves into this, and I was gonna. So like, I was, my original thought was like, I want to put Chloe Grace Moritz in this. Okay, but her and the actor or the actress or whatever you want to call it nowadays. Uh, are the same age. So I was like, well, damn. All right. So then I was like, well, let me try like Florence Pugh. But 
her and the other actress are like a year apart. And I was like, well, damn, all these actresses are around the same age. So I finally looked up Dakota Fanning and she was like four years older than them. And I was like, good enough for me. So it's Amara is played by Dakota Fanning now, which may or may not work, but it's my movie and I don't care. Um, anyway, she's like a captain of a squad, right? So sure. you got Amara and then you got John Boyega and he sees over like a bunch of squads and then Amara is a captain of one of these squads. And she she has like another red shirt, like co-pilot and they have like a bigger version of the scrapper right yeah so that little tiny thing they made a big version of it and it's important to the story that you know that the scrapper is painted red <laughs> okay so it's important to the story that you know the scrapper 2.0 is red and like they're like co-captains whatnot and they have like there's really not been a whole lot of kaiju activity it's been kind of quiet right um what no no keep going i i just I we so sorry. Uh, we briefly talked, and he was like, "I I only could think of like one other giant robot thing that I wanted to do, and I'm I feel like I'm piecing it together already, but I'm gonna let you go." You might, you might be. <laughs> um. So anyway, um, she's a captain, and all her crew gets along, and you can tell they all get along because they're playing volleyball in jeans, and that's what you do when you have a squad that gets along really well. You go outside on the beach and you play volleyball in jeans, right? That's what you do with your team, right? Mm -hmm. Like I feel like that's just common courtesy to play volleyball in jeans. So when does Tom Cruise show up? Uh, he's not in the movie okay. uh, as it was. Um, no, I leveled up Charlie Day. No, I'm just kidding. He's not in the movie. I, I totally forgot about his character until after I wrote this. Um, anyway. Uh, so anyway, they're all hanging out and getting along. It's been about five years since Pacific Room 2, right? So, like, there hasn't been a whole lot of kaiju activity. And even though John Boyega was like, we're going to take the fight to them, I mean, he doesn't know what planet they're on. He There's no real notion of, like, space travel that's been invented in this movie. So unless he can go through the portal, which in my movie, the portal doesn't exist right now, um, he can't get to them. He's just talking mad junk at the end of a movie for really no reason that he can't really back up. Because, like, how are you going to get there, bro? How are you taking... Are you taking the fight to them? Sure. I don't sure. know. How, I don't know how you're doing this. So anyway, um, so yeah, they're all like just kind of doing their thing. It's kind of sort of like the beginning of Pacific Rim too, in the sense of like they're sort of just like policing other things that are going on about the world. Um, anyway, Jake, about halfway, about like maybe like a quarter of the way through the movie, Jake gets a phone call, and it's from Megan. And then you learn through a series of events and conversations that they're having over the phone that these two are married. Okay. Uh, and uh, she's on her way home, right? She was like, uh, she's on her way back from that island because she's a researcher, and she, they're just making small talk. And she's like, "Hey, we found something on that island, and you're not going to believe what we found." And I can't tell you right now, but once I get home, just know that we have a failsafe in case these Jaegers go down again. And it's not drones, it's not drones, baby. I have, I have a real fail safe for you. And they went, okay, well, I got to go lead this, this mission thing. All right. So, uh, right in the middle of the phone call, uh, th like there's like an earthquake. He's like, uh, I got to go and investigate this. And like, there's like a big tremor that like 
happened in the Pacific and there's all like tsunami warnings and whatnot that normally happens when there's an earthquake in the middle of the ocean. And uh, Jake's like, hey, this is kind of near the site of that last little portal. I think they call it a breach. Like it's, a, it's near the site of the last breach. We should probably check it out. So he, he sends Amara and, you know, Scrapper 2.0. He's like, go down to the ocean and see what's going on. Um, so on her way to the ocean, boom, there's a kaiju that she runs into, right? And she fights it. And, like, they do, like, a cool fight scene. Like, she, like, it does cool robot stuff. So, like, she, like, suplexes it. And then, like, I don't know, gives it to rock bottom just and because I want to. I just want to see that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I, no, I just want to see a big robot, like, just give a DDT. Just <laughs> give the people's elbow. <laughs> you know, like, like, she comes off the top rope. Sure. And just, sure. I don't sure. care how they do it. You know what I mean? 100%. I'm on board. But anyway, they, they class they class like uh, the the kaiju, and this is only like a level two, like it's a little baby kaiju. Category two, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. So like they defeat it pretty easily. They go down there, and they're like, "Yeah, there's there's a breach here. It's a little tiny hole. You can maybe fit a Jaeger through it, or maybe a tiny kaiju can come up it. But it's a little tiny hole. Um, but you know, I guess they're big. So, but in terms of like a breach portal, it's 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 a sure, smaller one. Sure. Uh, and John Boy was like, "All right, we'll come back because we gotta." We gotta talk about this because you know this is his moment. He's like, we gotta we gotta plan and strategize because now we actually can bring the fight to them. So he goes back and had this big meeting with all the other squad captains and whatnot. And he's like, all right, we need to send in a search party to figure out what we're dealing with here. And we're actually gonna send somebody in to the breach. We're going into the precursor territory. I need a, a recon team. And Amaro's like, I want to do it. You know, I'm your best. Send me in. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to play. And John Boyega's like, no. I'm <laughs> no, not sending you. I'm going to send this other dude and his other registered co-captain because they're probably going to die because we don't know what we're dealing with here. Yeah. And she gets really upset about that, even though she doesn't want to die because who wants to die? Um, but she wants to go. She wants to bring the fight to the precursors. Um, so Jake's like, no. Like, you know, the scene, like, they, they leave. And then Jake's like, and Mars like, oh, I don't know why you want me to go. Like, you need to let me be my own person kind of thing, you know? And Jake's like, oh, I, I, I see you like a sister. I can't just be putting you into, like, unknowing danger now, you know, because I care about you. I love you. Your family. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Megan, so we cut from that, and then Megan comes home, right? And she meets up with Jake, and... They kind of have this, like, she's like, oh, I heard there's a Kaiju check. Is everything okay? It's the first one, like, five years. This is crazy because, you know, we're out in this Uncharted Island, and then a Kaiju attacks, and then, like, we almost got wrapped up in it, but luckily we were, like, a little bit south of it because for story purposes, I need to survive. Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, and Jake's like, yeah, we took care of it. We stopped. We're going to bring this. We're, we're going to do it now. I'm finally going to do what I want to do. I'm going to revenge my dad. I'm going to bring the fight to the precursors. We're going to end this. So we can all live peacefully. Um, and he's like, oh, he's like, okay, if you can't even do it, remember, I can help you. And Jake's like, yeah, sure, whatever, woman, uh, you know, whatever. And I'm not, I'm not, he's not being rude, but he's just kind of like, what, what could you possibly have that would help me fight a kaiju? You know what I mean? You're just on some weird island. Um, and there's like this big tank behind, like, not like, like a tank, like a gun tank, but like a tank, like, where you'd put water in sure. the tank behind it. It's massive. Um, 
and he's like, well, you know, we'll talk about that later. I got to go oversee this recon mission, right? And then they kiss because that's what married people do. And I want to reemphasize the fact that these two are married. Sure. Just because it's a movie and somebody has to kiss in a movie. So they're married. So they kiss. Yeah. And that's that's what married people do. I don't know. I really put an emphasis on that. I don't know why. I don't know why either, <laughs> I don't know why either. I was just like, they kiss. I really, I really put the line, and they kiss because that's what married couples do. And I don't know why I put that, but I felt like it was important. Sure. <laughs> um, sure. sure. So anyway, the um, <laughs> the the Ager they send out is a new one, and it's called the Striker Vanguard, right? Sure. Because it has to have some cool, like, yeah name like that you know what i mean oh yeah and, dude, I've, I've got a list of of jaegers for mine yeah um, dude yeah anyway uh it's important <laughs> it's important to the story that you know that striker vanguard is blue <laughs> is it yeah, it's very important is to it? the story that you know striker vanguard is blue sure <laughs> anyway sure. I, you'll, you'll find out later <laughs> i wonder if it's important so, that there's a yellow one uh no yeah, uh, there's only red. There's only red and blue. Okay, no only red and blue. All right. Don't worry, don't worry. There's we'll no, get there. There's no pink. Nope. No green. Nope. Not just an all black one. I mean, there there probably is. <laughs> there probably is, but the purposes for my story, you okay. need to know that Striker 2.0 is red, uh-huh. and Striker Vanguard is blue. Sure. Okay. So Striker Vanguard, they go down and they're like watching on cameras in like this big command center, and Jake's like, "All right, you stay on target or whatever." stuff you say when you're directing a recon team sure, sure. i don't know <laughs> stay frosty i don't know stay frosty all right we're, we're getting we're going in breach the breach breach the breach, <laughs> breach, the breach. <laughs> um so they go into the breach and as soon as they go in boom they lose contact because you're on an alien planet now there's no radio signals over there that's how that works in fact that's how it worked in avengers tony stark went through the thing and then nobody could hear him anymore yeah because that's how that would work um, so even though they're trying to do their best, like there's no recon because no cameras because you don't have a signal anymore. Right. Um, and then they wait and they wait and they wait and they wait for two weeks because they don't hear any contact. Nothing comes out. Nothing goes in. Nothing. It's just radio silence for two weeks. And every day for two weeks, Jake comes and he does like a, like a, uh, this is, uh, Admiral Jake, I think his name is Pentecost. Pentecost, yeah. Yeah. This is Admiral Jake Pentecost. Uh, putting out a distress signal for the Striker Vanguard. Striker Vanguard, please come in. And every day he does that. For two weeks, he does the same message trying to like. So one day, like, there's nobody in there anymore. Like, nobody goes to the command center anymore. They're like, they're lost. They're gone. They're all dead. Like, we don't know what happened. But they went to their side and they never came back. And obviously, he's not going to send other people because, like, I'm not going to risk more lives trying to find these people we don't know what happened so he said the two weeks go by and then he's he, he comes in one morning to do his morning like this is admiral jake pentecost trying to reach the finger striker finger striker over and then he's just sitting there and he's like oh, i don't know what i'm doing anymore I, I don't know what's going on i don't know if they need help he's really frustrated and then like on the like he's like doing like a little thing here and then there's like, a screen behind him right and then on the screen, you just you just see a little, and he's like, like looking over, like oh my god! And he realizes that it's the signature code for the Striker Vanguard. 
He's like, oh my god, it's, it's a sugar vanguard. So he's trying to get a hold of him. He's trying to hail him, and there's nothing. He's like, come on, everybody, come on, we gotta, we gotta mount up and like, Amara, get in your, get in your Jaeger, get in 2.0, and go out there and, and meet the the sugar vanguard. So they do, and she flies over to like the coast of San Diego because where I put it at. Um, and then the vanguard, they, they sit there. So it's the vanguard, it's just the vanguard staring at Scrapper, and um. Like Mara's like, hey, guy who I didn't cast for this role, sure. but I would have would. Um, what's going on? And then there's no response. And they're like, Do you guys copy? Are your comms broken? Like, what's going on? And then Vanguard Striker just starts destroying the town, man. It just starts going in ham, busting stuff up, blowing stuff up. So then uh the uh, Stri- scrapper's like, What do I do? And, and Jake's like, You're gonna have to subdue him, engage. So then they have a big fight and they're throwing hands and they're throwing buildings at each other and sure. like roundhouse kicking and you know uh, oh by the way it's important to the story that you realize that uh, Vanguard Striker has like this laser thing that was attached to their arm like it looks like slightly discolored like like they're like oh that's not that wasn't there when they went in this was attached gotcha um so like this is this like, cool like laser thing and like it like ripples and like blows up stuff in the city and whatnot and like. You know, like Scrapper 2.0, like picks up a building and smashes it. You know, it's just cool stuff that they do in the movie to make yeah, things. I, I, awesome. I think I glossed over it in the in our uh, description of the plot for the second one. But uh, there, there's a point where one of them has like a gravity gun on their arm, and they literally yeah. grab buildings and throw them like skyscrapers. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, this is a billions dollar worth of effort that people put it and smash. So yeah, yeah like I, I really put like in here they do the cool Pacific Rim fight stuff. Yeah. Like so, what your, your imagination is just endless at this point. Like if you think if you can think of it, that's what they kind of do. But anyway, they're kind of like getting down and like getting tired and whatnot because you know it's it's mentally strained to try to operate this thing. Uh, so then they start punching the striker or the vanguard striker, right? And then it punches back. And they're just getting into like this fisticuffs thing, and they're going back and forth, and they're you just like, "Son of a, I know I'm so mad, I'm so mad, you son of a bitch, uh, Tim." So anyway, they're punching each other, right? <laughs> and then Shaikun Vanguard gets a really good just uppercut hit and the head. <laughs> you. Oh. I'm so mad. The head of Scrapper 2.0 comes flying off and it falls over and... <laughs> Pacific Rim 3, Rock'em Sock'em. <laughs> That's what I wanted to put. But I was like, I'm going to give away the surprise if I put that. Anyway, <sighs> so that happens. Jake freaks out. I want my camera to refocus. Okay. Uh, kind of, whatever. Close enough. Yeah, it's fine. Jake freaks out and is like, uh, oh my God, did Amara just die? Like, what's going on? So then the the thing, the, the, the laser thing, he changes the setting and then points to the ground and then just opens a breach right there in the middle of the city and then kaiju just start 
climbing out, man. Cat threes, cat fours. They all just no cat fives. Cat threes, cat fours. They all just come out, right? Sure. And then uh, Jake's like, uh, hit the button. Let's go. All the Jaegers go out. So then all the remaining Jaegers fly. And there's a big fight. And Jake's like, I don't know. This is this is bad. Like, I might have to go out there. And Megan's like, hold on. Wait. Before. I'm already mad. But go. Just do it. <laughs> before. Before. <laughs> before you go out there and fight, you need to go and check on Amara. So let's let's activate my fail safe. And he's like, all right, do it. He's like, I read up on legends about this this thing. It's it's known for fighting kaiju. And she hits a button and boom, out comes King Kong. <laughs> and he joins the fray and he's taking it. Like in, in Godzilla versus King Kong, he was known as like a kaiju slayer. Yeah. So he's out there just royally messing up. Some kaiju, like he's sure. doing better than these Jaegers because he has a little bit more ease of movement and freedom and whatnot because he's a big, giant monkey, yeah. you know? Like he can just jump around. And he's also throwing buildings. Like, this city is destroyed. I mean, my guy did have an axe. Yeah, he has it. He has it with him. He pulls it out and he's just, just laying into everyone, just carving out kaiju, man. Anyway, John Boyager runs up, or sorry, Jake runs up. And he sees that, like, Amara's still alive. And Amara's like, oh, what happened? He was like, you, you got rocked. You got rock on <laughs> I just put rocked. It. You got rocked and socked is what I put. <laughs> In case you didn't get the reference already at this point. So mad. <laughs> like, I'm not mad about King Kong, because you'll see, but... <laughs> you got rocked and socked. So... Let's get back up and then they go to the, <laughs> they go to this base and then if they they get into their own uh, John Boyagi they get into Jake's Jaeger which is the Gypsy Revenger sure because we have to change the name every movie I'm um, pretty sure that's actually what I named it in my head yes it is yes. the Gypsy Revenger yes yes <laughs> one brain's yes. out alright <laughs> anyway. So he gets the Gypsy Revenger, and then it's a big-ass brawl between uh, the Gypsy Revenger and, <laughs> and King Kong <laughs> and all the other Jaegers versus... Oh, by the way, the, the, the Striker Vanguard is, is being piloted by two uh, precursors. That's sure. who, they, they're, they're drifting in this thing. That's, what, that's why there was no communication, because they're aliens. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. So they're small. Yeah. Oh. What a, whatever. Sure. They are now. <laughs> they are for my movie. Uh, anyway, so they're drifting in this thing, and they're also, so it's, it's it's them three. It's the Gypsy Revenger, King Kong, and all the other Jaegers versus all the kaiju, and then Striker Vanguard, and then yeah, it's just a mosh pit of just again whatever you want to do, man. <laughs> the world is your oyster at this point. Sure. I didn't even I couldn't even think of anything. I'm a creative. As person AF, I'm creative AF, my man. And I couldn't even think of all the stuff that I wanted to do with this movie because I was just like, you could do so. You could, you could pick up a bridge yeah. and throw it. You could literally pick up like a mountain and throw it if you wanted to. I don't care what yeah. you want to do. You could, you could like literally like power bomb somebody into like a baseball field yeah. if you wanted I mean, to. Look, like, it, it, 
It goes into my fix because like they play fast and loose with the scale of these Jaegers in both movies. Yeah, yeah, the they really, yeah. Anyway, John Boyega and team win because this is how the movie works. And then, <laughs> so there's the portal, there's the breach right there. And then John Boyega and Amara, who are sharing her brain now, go, all right, time, it's time to really end this for real. Like, we're yeah. going in, we're going in. And then John Boyega brings up Megan on the screen. And this is my favorite part of my whole pitch. He goes, honey, I'm going to be late for dinner. And then they jump into the breach. Movie. That's great, buddy. I told you it got weird, man. Uh, so Dude, when you the look like, on your face when you figured out it was Rocko Sakurova. <laughs> so when you were like, it's really important that, that it's known that it's red. And this one's mm -hmm. really important that you know it's blue. I was like, okay, he said giant robot. So I'm like, is he just going Power Rangers on this? Like, mm -mm. Like they're just like, oh, I, thought, I, like I saw you were you thought it was like the Megazord, yeah, right? I was like, are you really about to form the Megazord to fight the precursors? No, that's a good point. I I should have done that too. Or like, it was gonna like they were gonna fuse and form like Optimus Prime. And I was like, <laughs> what's happening right now? Okay. Well, when did you finally figure it out? When I did this? Yeah, it was as soon as you said they start going to fisticuffs. I was like, you don't do it. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a red and blue, red and blue robot rocking and socking. How dare you? One of them gets punched, <laughs> gets their head knocked off. <laughs> uh, at least you didn't like, he gets the uppercut and then like the robot and its spine just. That's implied. That's why the head goes popping off. Well, no, no, no. I mean like, like the actual toy, like it's. Oh, no, 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 attached, no. And it's no, just no, 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 no. Elevated. No, 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 no. Okay. But all I could think of was like, dude, how can I shoot at Rock'em Sock'em Robots? And this is because I really want it to happen pretty bad. Nice. And I was like, wait, one of these can just be blue and one of these can be red. Or they could just start throwing hands. I'm like, I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. Mine anyway, is, Cody, uh, hit, me, hit me with your pitch, my man. So mine is uh, Pacific Room 3 Reckoning. Okay. Uh, they're gonna wreck it. Yeah, we're gonna wreck it. It's important to know. <laughs> that's the tagline. That's really the tagline. <laughs> we're gonna wreck it. We're gonna wreck it. And there's another guy in here that's gonna say, "I can fix it." So, is his name Jay? No, it's it's Wreck It Ralph reference. I know. I was just is it is a joke yeah, to I, the other I, podcast. I know. All right. Well. All right. Anyway. We not, open not up with, with Agent K and Agent J of the Men in Black. I'm just kidding. Hell yeah. No. All right. So um, this is how this is how we do this. So the movie starts with a recap narrated by Jake John Boyega, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and essentially he's just gonna he's just gonna plot drop the event of the last the you know however long it's been since his movie came out. Yeah. Um, explain the plot of the first movie and the second movie. Um, he's going to explain that um, essentially like where everyone's at now 
and the, you know they're training new Jaeger pilots and mm-hmm. all new Jaegers. Um, we'll see Jake and Nate uh, piloting Gypsy Revenger. Hey, that seems like the logical next choice. I mean, you went from Gypsy Danger to Gypsy Avenger to Gypsy Revenger. Right, it makes sense. If they ever make Pacific Rim three, I'll be very upset if it's not Gypsy Revenger. <laughs> um, so you got Gypsy Revenger piloted by Jake and Nate. Uh, you have Coyote Foxtrot, which is um, piloted by Amara and Jin Hai, which was one of the other kids that survived, and they had like okay. a little romantic th- Im- implication. Okay. Um, and then you'll see Obsidian Resurgence. Which is the Jaeger that attacked everybody that was piloted by the Kaiju repurposed for their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it had some cool stuff on it. Um, and it's piloted by Victoria, who is the Russian girl from the second movie that also survived. Okay. And a new red shirt. Um, I love that that's just the terminology. That's just what we're using now for like this person's just expendable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see Bracer Phoenix. Um, which has just got three new pilots, three new red shirts. Um, November Ajax, it's got two new pilots. So November Ajax is actually in the second movie. Um, mm-hmm. It's a giant blue Jaeger that uh, essentially catches um, Amara and Jake. Okay. Uh, in the beginning of the movie, um, but it's got two new pilots. That but they're like, yeah, we don't need this patrolling. We need this for what we're doing. For, yeah. For war. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then a handful of like drone Jaegers. Like, so the drones are still a thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, he explains that they're, that, you know, they've been slowly getting information out of Newt, um, who insists, you know, like everyone's going to die. He's still like speaking like out of like two voices because mm-hmm. like the precursors are speaking through him. Um, uh, let's see. Okay. So. The Jaeger group is now merged with Shao Industries. Okay. Um, they've just become one entity, essentially. Sorry. Um, and so they are still planning to take the fight to the Kaiju world uh, and end it once and for all. And so there's a lot of arguing about whether or not it's even possible. So, like, but in the sense of, like, could they survive that trip? They know how to open a portal. Okay. Because it was done with Shao drones in the second movie. Well, maybe I should. Listen, when I read the recap, they didn't mention those drones not one time. Yeah, I don't know why. Those were like not major, one time. So when you brought up drones, I was like, ah, oh, damn it. Major plot point. They didn't bring it up one time. They only mentioned that like um, new released nanobots to like put the Jaeger skin. That's all yeah. they mentioned. Nope. There, there was a major plot point of of Shao drones that were piloted by Jaeger. Didn't even say the name. Of, didn't even say the name of the company. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so, essentially, I'm just gonna work it into the plot that they figured out how to do it because they gathered data from those those Jaegers. Hey, so in my plot, hey, in my pitch, Shao didn't make it. They went bankrupt afterwards. Sure. Um, so they're, they're, they know something like it's like they can do it, but they're, they're not sure if like, as soon as they open a portal, will Kaiju just pour out, you know? And so like, they're weighing the options of like, whether or not they should even try. 
Like, is is an operation like this possible in the sense that, like, we can pull it off without killing everybody? So they come to the decision that the benefits outweigh the risk. They're like, yeah, we could blow the world up, but we could end this, you know, like, for good. End it right now, yeah. Just end it right now. So they decide to go for it. Um, But before they can even begin to, like, so, like, they they build, like, a... Sort of like you said, like a base of operations, like in the ocean, mm-hmm. and like they they figured a way to safely open a portal, and like contain it, and like in case of emergency, like like hit a button and close it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like an oh shit button. Yeah. <clears throat> so before they can even turn their devices to safely open the contained portal, alarms start sounding on like every screen, and portals are opening everywhere around the globe. Yeah, I almost thought about doing that, too, because it doesn't make sense why it's just in the Pacific. Right. Um, So, Kaiju Category 4 and 5s are crawling out. These are some big mojamas. So, we're going to cut to Newt, who's, like, still in, like, his cell or whatever, and he just starts laughing maniacally. And then in, in, like, a creepy split voice... He's like, we're here. Like, you know, like just real nice, like real creepy. Nice poultry guys. And then just, yeah. And then just starts laughing some more. Um, All the Jaegers are deployed around the world. So Jaegers and drones essentially and like teams. Yeah. Um, And so they're all equipped with new boosters because using Kaiju blood as a booster apparently is a thing that they set up and it works. So why not keep that a thing? Yeah. So they can fly now. <laughs> they fly now. They can um, fly. But they can fly. Like, essentially, they can fly in like short bursts. Before. Please they... tell me that John Boyega says that one. No, I thought oh. about it. I thought about it long and hard. I was like, I kind of want to do it, but I, I didn't do it. Should have pulled the trigger. <laughs> anyway, I know. But anyway, they can fly in short bursts before they have to recharge. So like mm-hmm. they can kind of they can get to where they need to go, but it's going to be a second before they can get back. Yeah. Um, so you cue the Pacific Rim music as you cut around like a montage of just all these Jaegers just even just, Rocky had a montage just taking these Jaegers to to shop just just taking them out just taking the trash out yeah they're all they're all very <clears throat> good at what they do yeah um you know we'll we'll fight let's see uh what did I say so I I kind of want this visual of like. In the montage, the way we'll cut from like Jaeger to Jaeger is like yeah. we'll use like the punches and like the the slashes and like the blood spurts as like camera transitions. Sure, yeah. So like every time <laughs> something gets punched, you cut to another Jaeger who just like slices and cut to another Jaeger who's yeah. like blasting. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so like that'd be a cool cool uh, visual. Um. So while. I like I'll say that this this fight like they're they're taking the trash out and they're doing it very well and it's a very epic fight. Okay? Yeah. So we'll we'll cue the cheers. You know, everyone's like, you know, like yeah, we did it. Like training worked. We just like I'm glad we had min- that montage. Minimal damage. Yeah. Minimal damage. Like and when I say minimal, few billion few billion only 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 right we're not we're not bankrupting the planet five times over like we did in each movie yeah um we're so not anyway. stomping the yard in like the biggest city in the yeah. country 
So anyway, we cut back to like headquarters where like Shao and like I don't know, insert military guy B that is now in charge or whatever. Soldier B, okay. Um and then a cat six and seven alarm go off. Oh, did we have six and seven? No, I think I think as high as it went was five. Yeah, like a hurricane. Yeah. So we got six and seven now. Mm-hmm. And these are precursors. Oh, I'm okay. saying that the precursors themselves are kaijus, and they're just larger than the rest. Is how okay. I'm working it. So they've been sending like their pets out. And yeah, now they're like, they've been sending out now. like pets and clones to do their to do their job, and so now they're okay. like, we're going to do the jobs ourselves. Yeah, like we're we're done playing around. We want something done right. So here's the thing. Throughout this movie, I'm going to play uh, the size differences really bother me because I feel like there's moments where like the Jaegers are like absurdly large. Yeah. And then there's moments where like, like oh, that's in, not that in, big. In Pacific Rim 2, like this was November Ajax or whatever yeah. it was. And then like this was Scrapper. Like Yeah. <laughs> and Scrapper was big. Yeah. And it, yeah, it just ah I don't know. <clears throat> it didn't make it didn't make any sense. So I looked it up, and supposedly Jaeger stand about 260 feet tall. Okay. Okay. These precursors dwarf the Jaegers. Oh, wow. Like, they're they're probably, if we're saying the Jaegers are 260, these guys are like 330. Damn. Like, they're up there. Damn. These are are big guys. All right. You're talking like Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so they immediately start cleaning house and obliterating all of the drones and the Jaegers. Okay. They're killing everybody. Except, John Boyega? except for Gypsy and Coyote, which okay. is which is John, Nate, Amara, and Jen. Yeah. Um, so they're barely gonna make it out alive. Like they're gonna get wrecked. And then they're gonna like fly wrecked. They're going to rocket away. Um, as they rocket away, a precursor is going to burst out of the ground. And it's the Cat 6. It's like a big lizard monstrosity. Like like the evilest gecko you can think of. Right? Okay. Just gnarly yeah. looking. Um, and so it's going to knock them both back. Both Jaegers are missing like a leg, an arm. Like it's rough. Like Yeah. Like they're on their last legs. They're on their last Literally. legs. Literally. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay, so it's gonna go a little. It's gonna go a little silly, a little silly. Uh, so yeah, we talked about this beforehand. You said we were both going silly, and then yours has been kind of serious up to this point. It has up to this point. It's still gonna be serious. But... At this point, you know, like my people were playing volleyball in jeans. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, the other precursor has shown up. Because mm-hmm. these are the last two Jaegers, and they're like, cool, we're going to end this right now. Double teaming these fools. So they're both there. And so as the lizard one like starts charging up what looks like like a big energy blast from inside of it, right? Like it's yeah. just going to vomit energy all over these guys. Sure. Something lands on its back. Something not as big as a Jaeger, but large, lands on its back. And then a pink energy laser is going to stick out of its throat and then slice up and slice its head in half. 
okay and then as it splits you're gonna see the rx78 version 2 gundam standing on its back holding a pink beam saber and a big red shield with a cross on it so <laughs> i knew you're going gundam because as soon as we talked about doing this pitch you were like i'm working in gundams like it was the first thing that came yeah, out of your mouth yeah, yeah. So, but even then, this is still hilarious. <laughs> so, Maybe not as much as my Rock'em Sock'em Robots, because you didn't know that was coming, right. but still. So, I'm playing fast and loose with the size of Gundams, okay? Because looking it up, the most consistent thing I could find was that Gundams are about 60 feet tall. Oh, wow, okay. So, they'd be real tiny compared yeah, to a Yeah, real tiny. So, I'm still making them small, or smaller than a Jaeger. So instead of 260, they're like 180. Okay. But they're but, like this big compared to those precursors. Yes. But that that's they use that to the advantage. Like it's the size difference. Yeah. All right. Okay. And so as as the as it splits and reveals the Gundam, John Boyega is gonna get the one F bomb. Yeah. And he's gonna be like, is that a fucking Gundam? <laughs> because this is a world where Gundam exists, everybody, but yeah. like as a show. Yeah. Because in the second movie, there's a moment when they're fighting in, in Tokyo. I think it's Tokyo. They're fighting the giant fused Jaeger, and one of them gets knocked down in front of the RX 78 statue. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah. Cool, they know what Gundams are. All right. I mean, in, in Ready Player One, they had legitimate Gundams in it. it was, so. It's that same Gundam, by the way. Oh, I figured it, that's the most commonly seen one that I've ever... Yeah. I don't know a lot about Gundam, but I know that Gundam. So. Yeah, it's the RX-78. So, a familiar voice comes through the, uh, the comm system, and it's Raleigh. Oh, you're bringing Raleigh back. Bringing that's Raleigh cool. Back. Uh, and it gets real quiet. Um... It gets real quiet, and so the voice that comes through, because he heard Finn, uh, Finn, he heard Jake go, uh, is that a fucking Gundam? And then you just hear Raleigh go, you're goddamn right. And then it <laughs> flies up and charges the other precursor. And so we're going to have this, like, while the Gundam, again, is about 80, 800, 180 feet, yeah. it only requires one pilot, because I Gundam only has a pilot. I mean, that was what Scrapper, the little tiny one, yeah. only required one pilot because it was smaller. But this is still way bigger than Scrapper. Um, True. But to keep it in the world, it's still going to use the same, like, you have to, like, get into the rig and, like, operate it by moving okay. around. Gotcha. Instead of, like, because the actual gun, I'm like, it's a cockpit and you have joysticks and you do things. Yeah, you pilot it, yeah. yeah. So this one, it's I'm keeping it in the same vein. Bruce. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it uses its size to its advantage. So, like, it has mobility on these things. While they are massive, the Gundam can fly and can just zip around and, like, it, it can juke everything. Yeah. It's breaking people, it's breaking these precursors' ankles. Yes. Uh, so, Raleigh fights a giant kaiju, and uh, they're really, like, when, like, on paper, they look pretty evenly matched. Like, while this thing is massive and slow, it's still able to, like, predict what he's going to do. Yeah. And, like, 
swing like i'm assuming that this this larger kaiju has like multiple arms and is able to like swing around and like block him or something yeah um the way i have him killing this thing is like he's gonna like like zip around him flip up and take his bazooka because the rx-70 has a bazooka on his back He's yeah. going to take his bazooka and shove it down this thing's throat and then pull the trigger. Okay. And implode him from the inside. And that's how he's going to kill it. So we cut to the Jaeger base where the four pilots and their just demolished Jaegers are being dropped off. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say that Jen is like royally effed up. Like they don't know if he's going to make it. He's out. He's out. He's out of the movie. Yeah. He might show up at the end, like on a crutch. No, but I mean, like he's like knocked out, like yeah, yeah. And yeah. like we're like, oh god, is he dead? Uh, yeah. Like it's, like, it's oh god, good. yeah. Um, and so they're sitting there, and then a large ship and the Gundam both like, like so the Gundam flies in, and then a yeah. large ship drops out of orbit, like just out of space, just and just lands, and it's massive. Kind of like the Avengers ship that would always just come yeah. in out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's like that. And out of the ship walks. Uh, so who? I, this is essentially the way I cast this. They introduce themselves and the guy introduced himself as. Hang on, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Uh, and <laughs> you probably won't get the reference and that's fine. Um, as Dr. Shiro. Uh, Sirozawa. Now, okay. that's a reference to Godzilla. Oh, okay. So, Doctor, like the original Godzilla? No, like the newer ones. Oh, okay. So Ken is, Wat- it, is that the is that the one that's like let them fight? Yeah. So Ken Watanabe's okay. character is yeah, okay. Ishiro, not Shiro. Ishiro. Okay. This is his son. Okay. 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 Sure. And so he walks out with, you know, like a dozen like suits and everything, um, you know, just scientists and whatnot. Yeah, red shirts, gotcha. Yeah. And so they greet the pilots, um, Herman, who's, you know, still around, Chow. They explain that he's the head and co-creator of the Gundam program. And it was started in secret by himself and Mako Mori, who is Jake's sister that dies in the second movie. Okay. Um, and so Raleigh explains that they got married, um, and in order to keep him like available to help them test and build this program, they faked his death, and that's okay. why he's yeah. not in the second movie. Gotcha. Yeah. Even though it was really a scheduling conflict and he couldn't make it. Yeah. That's why. In case there's any question and, and anyone's like, oh, no, he died. That's why he didn't. No, they, they faked his death. He did not die. Yeah. He didn't die. Um, and when Mako died, him and Shiro vowed to finish the Gundam program and, like, for her, and they did it just in time. Yeah. Essentially. So is this, like, the pilot test right here for the Gundams? This was, like, the first real-world test. Okay. Like, they've obviously done, like, extensive testing, but this is the first time they've seen combat. Okay. So he explains that they have one other Gundam and they brought it with them and that it needs a pilot. 
Um, which works out because now Amara doesn't have a Jaeger. Yeah. Um, so at this point, they're like inside. They're in a much more relaxed setting. Through the dialogue, we'll explain like the rifts all close on their own uh, when the precursors were killed. Um, and Newt was like freed from their control. Okay. At the same time, um, he's still in custody because we can't he's trust great. that. Yeah, you can't trust that. Yeah. Um, and he's like crying and apologizing constantly. Uh, Shiro explains that like a greater threat has been awakened on earth and that the fight isn't over. And he tells them that his men will assist in repairing and upgrading gypsy revenger. But the other one is just, it's, it's gone. It's gone. There's no repair. Yeah. Um, and so they, you know, again, he, he reiterates that like, I brought a second mobile suit and I just need another pilot. Yeah. And so they all like look at Amara and like Amara's like, you know, like visibly angry and sad because like her and Jen, like again, like I think through B plot, well, like we'll insinuate that like their romantic relationship is ongoing. Like it, it blossoms. Do they kiss? Yeah, they, they kiss because that's, that's what people in relationships do. Um <laughs> Uh, I lost my place. Hang on. Uh, Oh yeah. So she's angry. Um, but she perks up when they're like, yeah, we need you to pilot this brand new crazy robot. And she's like, like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm a murder. I'm a murder them. I'm a murder. Whatever this is. Oh yeah. Uh, and she's like, you know, I'll kill every last Kaiju. And she was like, well, there's, there's only one left. There's only one left, but it, it's been on earth the whole time been on earth the whole ah, time ah, 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 <laughs> you already know <laughs> so she explains that the kaiju in question is one that humanity has seen before uh, and he, he studied him with his father Again, because if we can if we can just like shoehorn the son of uh, Idris Elba in here, we can shoehorn the son of the you know Ishiro. Why not? Yeah. Um. And so uh, this kaiju is known as the King of Monsters, <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> and he explains that over the years, Godzilla's been in like hibernation after his yeah. fight. With uh, with Mechagodzilla and and King Kong, he just sort of like retired. He just sort of went underground into a cave and just like I'm too old for this stuff. <laughs> and just just went and laid in hibernation. Right? He was like, I'm done. I'm done. These I'm kids done. nowadays, they got big robots. I'm not for that life. And so he's been in hibernation, but he's been growing larger and more powerful. Due to the reconnection of his home when the rifts opened the first time. Gotcha. And he explains that their theory is that Godzilla is the precursor. Oh, he, like the, the precursor of all precursors? He precursor the precursors? Yeah, Godzilla is the daddy precursor. Okay. Okay. So, again, whether or not that makes sense to the plotline of Godzilla, don't know, don't care. Um, it doesn't, but I'm here for it. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't know, don't care. 
um, as he explains, uh, we'll get some visuals of Godzilla like, like glowing up, basically, like, like moving around underwater in a cave, and you see his face a few times. He now has extra sets of eyes because all the kaiju's have multiple eyes. Yeah. So he grew extra eyes. He's got horns because, coming out. You know, of he's got in contact with his homeland now. Yeah. Because the energy seeped out, and he like drank yeah. it in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, no, no, I, I'm not. I'm not mad, dude. I'm yeah. here for it. He's got massive horns coming out of his cheeks now, like he got buff and and like ridiculous looking. He's he's hasn't skipping leg day. No, no, like or arm day. I like, guess rather. he's like borderlines like Resident Evil monster at this point. Like he's nuts. But he's mutated. He's oh, not. Yeah. He's, he's not really Godzilla anymore. No. Okay. Yeah, he's he's Kaijuzilla. I don't know. Um, yeah. So anyway. We get a montage of like Gypsy getting repaired. Amara is getting introduced to her new mobile suit, which is codenamed Barbatos, which is again another very popular Gundam in the series. From, I've heard of Barbatos as it's well. Iron Blooded Orphan. I've heard of that Barbatos. I think you've mentioned it to me before. Yeah. And so Barbatos comes with like a giant mace, like a giant metal, like it's not really a sword. It's if I, I, I have a model of it somewhere, but anyway, it's like a giant mace uh and then it has like a tail yeah that like moves with an ai and like you can like tell it to like stab things like it's 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 crazy um it's also got like wolverine fingers okay it's it's a it's a wild gundam so we'll we'll get you know like that montage um Uh, let's see. Um, we'll 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 get the explanation that like these don't these only need a single neural link pilot. We'll get yeah. all that in there. Um, she like she picks up Barbatos like nothing. Like she just like oh yeah no this is it this is what it should have been the whole time. Like she's just like yeah yeah it's like yeah this is me no this is the, yeah like me and this like we're one right now. Let me tell you about my best friend. <laughs> So before they set out to fight Godzilla, we're going to get a, a heart-to-heart moment between Raleigh and Jake because he was married to his sister. Mm. So they're, they're family. It's all about yeah. family. All family. And so in walks Dom Toretto. Are you kidding I'm, me? I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. Are I'm you kidding. kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. So <laughs> we, get, we get a heart-to-heart. It's a very touching moment. Uh, I, I So there's a moment in uh, the first Pacific Rim, we're like, because like Mako wants to pilot the pilot the Jaeger with Raleigh, mm-hmm. and like Idris Elba the whole time's like, no, I won't let it. You're my you're my daughter. It's not gonna happen. Yeah. And then he like presents her like her baby shoe from when he found her, and it's like 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 ah uh, like just, it's, it's look at your tiny shoe. Yeah, it's like, your tiny shoe. It represented a promise or something. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway. We're gonna have a moment where where Jake's gonna give or uh, Raleigh's gonna give Jake that little shoe, and be like, "Mako would want you to have this. It's what your 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 dad made a promise to her, and this symbolizes like their bond." I don't I don't know. Sure, yeah, yeah. So it's a touching moment. Um, nothing else is said. There's tears, and then the alarm goes off because Godzilla serviced and is immediately wiped Australia off the map. The whole country? The whole, the whole continent's gone now. Like, it's just... 
It's just melted. Australia's gone. <laughs> we just get rid of it's that. Just, whole it's thing. just gone. It's, yeah. it's gone now. It's gone. Like, All of it. Like, oh, Australia was there? It's not there no more. Uh, <laughs> and it's like heading towards Italy now. Okay. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's, Tokyo's played out. It's going to make a beeline towards like Italy. We really want some pizza. We really want some pizza. All right. So we get a big speech from Raleigh because Raleigh's now the main character. As <laughs> that's how it works. Once you introduce Gundams, it's now a Gundam movie. <laughs> <laughs> I just said that because Raleigh's now the main character. Because Raleigh's now the main character. Uh, so we'll, we'll cue up the music. John Boyega. Yeah. The uh, the Jaegers still need to be like airlifted. Like again, they can fly in short bursts, but they still need to be airlifted part of the way. Yeah. The Gundams don't because they're badass and they can just fly. For reasons. Um, yeah. They're smaller. Yeah. Therefore more aerodynamic. Yeah. And so they, they meet Godzilla and we'll just, I, you know, again, it's just it, whatever you think happened, happened. Did one of them pick up the leaning tower of Pisa and hit Godzilla across the face with it? Of course. Of course. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did they end up in Rome and knock Godzilla into the Colosseum? Of course. Yeah. Why yeah. Not? Yeah. Did they do that thing where they, like, they pushed him down onto the yeah. uh, Eiffel Tower and then the yeah. Eiffel Tower like, went through him? And... <laughs> Whatever you think happened, it happened. Uh, it happened. So there's an epic fight. It it all but levels Italy, like almost completely. Yeah. Uh, Barbados gets some like big damage, but gets damaged pretty catastrophically. And Amara has to eject. Raleigh, Jake, and Nate are still fighting ferociously, right? Mm-hmm. They've yeah. they've almost done it. Godzilla managed to charge up a blast and and hits Gypsy, or, oh, okay. or blasting shoots a blast at Gypsy rather. Yeah. Also that Raleigh sacrifices himself and jumps in front of the beam with the RX seventy eight, which is oh. gone. Raleigh's dead. Yeah. I did that because it's it's specific. He's the main character, though. Well, not anymore. Now, now it's true. <laughs> the main character travels. Uh, so anyway, uh, now that Jake's the main character again, um, we care about him now. Yeah, we care about him now. So. Because it's a Pacific Rim movie, I was like, I can't let the Gundams win. Like, it's it's got to be a Jaeger. A yeah. traditional Jaeger. It has to overcome the opposition of newness or whatever. Yeah. So the RX-78. Which is kind of what I think would happen in the first movie. Wasn't Dipsy, Gypsy uh, Danger like super old? Yeah, it was like an older model. Yeah. I think. Um, so the Gundam's melted down to like a foot. Like there's just, yeah. there's just a leg sitting there now. Um, uh, Riley, yeah, he's just gone. Uh, the blast took a lot for Godzilla. Like he'd been holding that blast, and figured if I take he, out, it's like Goku charging up a Kamehameha. Yeah, so he was like, I need to take out the biggest threat, which is Gypsy Danger. It's literally the biggest threat. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Gypsy Revenger. Um, and so Gypsy seizes the opportunity as Godzilla is like visibly weakened by doing that. Uh. 
And so and they're not going to let that sacrifice be for nothing, right? So yeah. it's going to ignite two beam sabers, two Gundam beam sabers that were built for the gypsy. Big gypsy size beam yeah. sabers. Just pull yeah. them off the back. Just they're gonna. He's gonna attach them to his arms, just like he didn't like. The, so he's got arm beam sabers. Yep. And uh, yeah, he's gonna run the blades down the length of Godzilla's back. Ooh. And they're gonna ignite everything inside of him, and he's just gonna just just implode. And Godzilla, like it. Godzilla's dead. Like it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be crazy. All right, so we're gonna cut to two months later. From that point, okay, we'll see that there have been a few new Gundams <laughs> built. Okay, so the Gundam program continued, Gundam even program, though cause both they, their models got destroyed. But they're still the superior fighter. Um, <laughs> but they they still built they rebuilt Gypsy. Okay. And of course. They, they are building some other Jaegers, but they're getting rid of the drone because they were completely useless. Yeah. That's why I didn't include them in my pitch yeah. at all. So I just wanted, but that was like the whole point of having them in mind was just like, yeah, watch them get swatted like flies. Yeah. They're, they're dumb. So now we have Gundams. Um, <laughs> and then we'll get the three remaining pilots. So Jake, Nate, and Amara. Mm-hmm. Um, giving like a big speech to a large group of recruits. And then we'll say for like, I don't know, some kind of happy ending. You'll see Jen off in the corner, like in a wheelchair, like, yeah. All bandaged up. Like bandaged up. I used to be. Yeah. I still kind of love that girl. Yeah. She still, still kind of <laughs> loves me. So they give a rousing speech about how they don't know if the Kaiju are gone or not. Right. We'll have to wait and find out, but we're going to prepare ourselves uh, so that the deaths, you know, end and humanity can can hope and survive, and wow. you know, it'll end with with Jake saying something like "pilots mount up" or something. Music, cut to black. Credits roll. Post credit scene. There you go. Okay. Newt is in a much more comfortable cell, talking with Herman on the other side of like a you know bulletproof wall or whatever. Yeah. They smile and you know they'll they'll say like they've been they've been rekindling their friendship over the last two months. So like you know like I'll see you tomorrow. They see each other just about every day. Yeah, is he still in prison? Yeah, he's still in prison. They're not letting him out. He's but just, the other dude just comes visits him. Yeah, it's in it's in their facility. Okay. Yeah, it's in their facility. So he just visits him every day. Um, Newt walks over to the sink to brush his teeth, and when he looks up at the mirror, he sees a precursor looking back at him. And then it says something like, you can't get rid of us that easy. And then black and then music and that's it. Okay. That's that's my Pacific Rim 3. I don't hate it. it got I don't nuts. hate it, man. It got a little nuts. It got a little nuts. Yours were getting really serious there for a long time. I feel like mine was... Look, I should have went second because mine was really dumb. It was so good, though. I'm still so mad at the rock and sock and robots, but that was good. So when I mentioned that to you, you were like, oh, did you do Transformers? And I was like, no. I was like, did you, you know, do I, Zoids? I like, no. And then in the pitch, you're like, I, I was like, no, I didn't do the Power Rangers either. Jeez. Because all I could think of was the Rock'em Sock'em Robots, man. I don't, I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys, let us know what you thought. Uh, did you yeah. like it? Did you hate it? Do you have a better idea? Who had the better pitch? Me or Cody? 
if you hop in our discord there'll be a link in the description if you're watching on youtube um if you're not watching on youtube go to the youtube channel there's a link to the discord um if you're if you're listening this on apple podcast or spotify um leave us five stars you know yeah leave us a review uh we'd love to tell us what you like tell yeah we'd love to to read it um tell us your tell us what you'd like us to do yeah so if you join our discord there is a section for elevator pitch there's three channels where we'll one where we announce when a new episode releases um uh there's another channel where you can leave us suggestions on what to pitch uh and there's another channel where you can just talk about the podcast let us know your ideas for pitches um if you think you got a better pitch for pacific room three we'd like to hear it we'd like to hear it um as of right now i think i'm the only one in our group that's streaming because uh, tim you're yeah, taking a break i took a pause because i have some work related stuff going on yeah which is fine and, and i wanted to focus on some personal goals yeah tim's link is still there so i'm drop. still i still have the channel yeah he, i still might do one every once in a while yeah. i just couldn't commit to doing it regularly so i need to take a pause right um but you can follow us uh and then you know we'll be playing all kinds of stuff i know at the time of release of this episode i will have already started resident evil 4 remake um but i, I am playing that and uh i'm currently playing through twilight princess so come hang out so i'm beating that yet? no i've been taking it slow okay i've also cut it down to like once it's my, it's my sunday morning stream that's right you only have like two streams that week now yeah two or three um yeah guys um yeah let us know if you liked it if you hated it you got a better idea are you something you want us to pitch yeah we'll do it we're doing one soon i think for somebody that was a recommendation yep we got a recommendation for mr and mrs smith 2 from our our good friend papa panda watch uh and we will be doing that at some point very soon um yeah guys i think that's it thanks thanks for listening yeah bye Rock'em sock'em robots. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. I, w- I wanted it to be Pacific Rim. Rock'em. <laughs> <laughs>